Thank you. Defeating the Memphis Grizzlies 122-107, kind of a ho-hum. Um, uh, you know, had it all the way sort of affair, but still a lot of good a lot of good things to talk about. And on, we, we, we know where we are right now. It's a big game for the Grizzlies. It's more than a ho-hum win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. But the Celtics comfortably <laughs> had this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just that's, never, felt, never the, felt threatened, yeah. That's the impressive part is that this this game meant everything to the Grizzlies. You know, they're hanging on to that eighth seed there, you yeah. know, clinging on to it. And the Celtics, for all intents and purposes, are in that, you know, they're it's going to take a lot for them to not play the Sixers. You know, yeah. and, you know they're obviously locked in the third seed. It looks like they're going to play the Sixers. But, you know, there they are, you know, going at it for all four quarters. And really looked like the, you know, clear and cut better team than the than the Western Conference Grizzlies from start to finish. I mean, obviously, Grizzlies went on a tiny little run in the third quarter. That's the NBA. There's no, that's going to happen all the time. But good on the Celtics for, you know, keeping it at that at that length from, you know, after that run, that early run that, that really distanced them. They kept it at a good length the whole way through. You did have that one moment where you had um, Bobby's boy Cantor there with that flagrant um, situation <laughs> that could have turned into like a six-point He's not telling himself to me. Um, and that was a tough one. But, yeah, I don't know what to talk about first here. It's either going to be um, well, you know, I, I think whether, whether, or not, whether or not Brian Scalabrini actually invade, in, invented the Stash Gordon nickname, which I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure, or, uh, or why Grayson Allen is such a dink all these years after leaving Duke. I can't I, – you know, I don't know which he one's a, a couple, bigger story. He had a Duke-Grayson moments in this one for sure. Yeah, I mean, I just – I can't, I can't it, stand him. The blood still my, – my blood level still elevated when I watch <laughs> this guy, and there's no reason to hate him anymore. I just – it it it's it's a visceral reaction. It happens happens instantly. That Ted Cruz face it kills me. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, Bobby, why don't you start? What do you like? What do you like about tonight? Love the bench. I thought the starters early in this game were pretty sluggish, especially yeah. into the third quarter too. They they kind of blew it a little bit there. Grizzlies got within eight, and each time that bench rotated in, they just took it to them. Right. Wanamaker finishes plus twenty three. I believe uh, Smart as well plus twenty three in this one. So they dominated the Grizzlies second unit, and that's where this game reached that ho hum thing that you talk about. Like they set that standard. The gap between the two teams wasn't quite a magic level effort, like you say, Jimmy with a team coming in here with a ton to play for on the other end. Um, they look pretty decimated in Memphis with the injuries that they've had between uh, you know losing Jay Crowder through a trade and Jaron Jackson now going down for the year. Um, it wasn't Ooh, a- they lost Jay Crowder. <laughs> <laughs> he was hey, the, the Celtics <laughs> lost Jay Crowder too, man. It's, it's the, the Celtics. The, uh, the- hey, the Celtics got smoked by the Heat last week, so there we go with Jay Crowder. But Jay anyway. Crowder. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, I'll give Jay Crowder this. He unseated Jay Crowder unseated Jeff Green. So that Je- Jay Crowder ended the Jeff Green era. So I'll give him that. And I, yeah. I liked Jay Crowder on the Celtics, but obviously he was extremely overrated for that. You can't. For the I, I was always told all these years. I was told you you just can't trade Jay Crowder, and I just can't believe <laughs> he keeps getting traded because I was, I was certain that was the rule that you just He's the glue guy. You can't trade this guy, right? Right. Well, the reason Cleveland lost that trade was because those guys pretty much just went in there and sabotaged the team, which is like, that's why you don't do a trade with your chief Eastern Conference competitor, but whatever. Both teams lost that one. Um, (laughs) The bench was important in this one because we have three games on tape pretty much of them having a legitimate, like, you know, impactful bench through the Nets game, which was kind of a clunker too, and then into two of the more, you know, competitive ones the last two nights. 
But now we have four games in a row where the bench made a massive impact. Like we're not just getting, you know, a little bit of contribution on the bench. The bench is riding them through some tough stretches right now. Yeah. And that's what, sorry, you go, John. Go, you get him, Jimmy. No, I was just going to say that's been my chief concern is, and I think John, you can agree with agree with me is, we were wondering, you know, what's this team's depth really look like after Marcus Smart? They're, you know, they've got five, six guys. Um, and then after that, it's a bunch of, you know, first, second year guys that, you know, haven't shown anything, haven't really proven anything. And lately, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Robert Williams kind of comes out of nowhere and he's given you, you know, a good 10, 15 minutes he's off the been bench. been there the whole time, Jimmy. Been there the whole time just to get five fouls, but now he's actually <laughs> giving you, you know, a point or a rebound here and there. Um, but it's good to see that. I mean, you know, obviously we know what Marcus Smart can do off the, de- off the bench. Cantor, you know. Yeah. He, and you know Brad's clearly going to play the rotation. They're clearly going to play matchups here. Again, tonight yeah. Yeah. Tonight you saw Cantor and Grant Williams coming in first. Where Robin, Robin had been getting first quarter minutes uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the first big off the bench. And he went with Cantor uh, and he went with uh, Grant. And then Rob came in to start the second quarter. Immediate impact. Two blocks right away and a dunk. I mean, the only shot he missed again was a was – a, was a was a I mean highlight level one handed alley oop uh, dunk, but he was there. But again, it's 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 playing the matchups. No Shemi, no Langford, really. I mean, right. for the you know, um, and you know, a lot of Wanamaker, a lot of Smart, and it worked. I mean, he he did yeah. what you know. He, he again, this was what I mean, this game called for, I guess, or maybe he's just still fiddling. I don't know. Like Bobby, do you think this was a matchup bench game, or Brad's just kind of messing with combos? Like, do you think he brought? Cantor and Williams off the bench first today to see what they had, or that was the plan? I think it's both. He's experimenting with the Grant angle there. Can I get this guy some minutes at the four? Because especially round one, it doesn't look like you'll be able to play Grant at a five against Philly unless it's with like a second unit or something. So if if Grant's going to get any minutes, he'll have to be at the four. But here... Like it didn't look better than what Semi had been giving them recently. Like it really still is an interesting conversation. Semi was good at last spot on the yeah. bench. Yeah, I think he was on a nine for twenty three point stretch. Yeah. So he he got his shot down, was impacting defensively he as he always good. does. Yeah. So that eight spot's going to be interesting, but it it is still a matchup game for them. So I'm interested. You know, we'll get to the Philly matchup that's looking likely later, but. Uh, you would think that Cantor, who's been good against Philly, will get that first stretch off the bench for them in that series and then find Rob minutes where you may. But Rob is certainly the biggest story on this team. Cantor I, was no, good tonight, Bobby. Was he? Yes, he was good tonight. So, again, it's uh, you know I, 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 I just think you're always looking at it. What's the opposite of rose-colored glasses? Whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. I don't hate him either. I just he was good. Yeah, Offensive boards. You can't trust he, your opinion on him. He was a plus something. He was part of that second unit. He was they plus t- five. Yeah. Plus one well, more than that. Uh, I, I, I thought he was better than that. Once they got in the plus um, twelve, plus twelve. All right, all right. Eleven points, enough. plus twelve, and he was part of that unit that kind of helped kick it into that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. into the lead where they just kind of ran away. Uh, but he was he was good again. He gave you he what was. the game needed. A- again, so much of this comes down to Brad picking the right spots for his minutes. Um, and in the and, second half, he did that for and sure. And the second half again. Second half, he was he was he was solid. First half, I felt like John Morant was hitting him a little bit, but they do manage it well. I'll give Brad that. Like they do find fifteen minutes 
to get 11 points out of him, eight rebounds in that very limited window there is definitely great management because if you leave him in a low too long, I think it can go in the other direction. But is there going to be enough minutes for three centers to get steady run like that in the playoffs? You don't need it. That's exactly what you don't want. You want to play it this way. If Tice isn't getting chewed up by a much larger big, you want to give him whatever minutes he's going to get there. And then you want to play matchups and make sure you don't put Canner in a position where he's going to get murdered on pick and rolls. uh, And he can just go in there and at least play even where he's going to give you the offensive boards and possibly a little bit in the post. Uh, Or like tonight, you know, give you that boost. And then you bring in Rob as well as an energy guy, the lobs. I love, I love smart and, um, and, and, yeah, Ro- and Rob together. I mean, he's, they run that well and he's looking for him. And again, you know, Scal said it a bunch of times in the broadcast, we keep going back to Rob, but the game is way, way slower for him for sure. Uh, it, he doesn't look lost or Not overwhelmed. It, he, he had a good catch and a, and a weight and a fake and, and an up, you know, for he got to the free throw line one time where it was just kind of like, I'm going to take my time with this. And he did. And, and yeah, all of that stuff, it, you know, he's not just nervously either looking to bring it up or just kick it back out. He, he's got a better understanding of what's going on around him. Uh, Jimmy. Yeah, no, it feels like, you know, if, if if Brad Stevens gives you a book of the NBA, he basically ripped out four pages and gave it to Robert Williams. It was like, this is all we need you to do. So just, yeah. just do this and don't think about doing all these other things because we don't need this of you. And we don't expect this of you. Just, just do what you do well. Do your job, yeah. I guess, right? Yep. And it looks like he, he's starting to get that. Like like you said, John, he's he's looking for the – not that he hasn't always looked for the LU, but he's he looks more confident out there. He looks like he knows where his spots are. He's not late. He's not slow. Yeah. Um, you know, like like he looked like he was to start the year. And I, I think that comes with experience. And, he you know, he he's feels – I think he – I noticed that a lot of his teammates, before we saw it, it looked like a lot of his teammates were pumping him up, right? You know, in practice and whatnot. He got yeah. a lot of quotes on, oh, Robert Williams did this, Robert Williams did that. And I, I was just like, well, I can't wait to see it because I'm hearing right. about it. But it looks like, you know, it wasn't just them, you know, no. blowing smoke. Like, it actually, he is yeah. capable of doing And it's things. all of it, too. It's like the stroke, even the free throws, yeah. you know? You know, again, tonight he was just, I think, one free throw. It's an and one, but it's just pop, you know? It's just a smooth looking. Short on one. Oh, was he short on one? He just yeah. looks he just looks different, you know. It's a, yeah. you know he looks good enough, you know. I agree. You wish yeah, you could you, you wish you could almost get a look into what some of these guys were doing during the break because this was a full off season. We see what's going on with the Suns, we see what's going on with TJ Warren and then, you know, even Williams and Wanamaker on the Celtics. Some guys just came into this, maybe it's the environment, maybe that has something to do with it, but some players, some teams are looking like completely new versions right. of themselves. And it's not all that surprising considering that it was a full off season. I guess the only thing is that you couldn't be with your team. You couldn't be in facilities. So guys kind of had to make this happen on their own. And you can see who did. And that's the thing. You could have guys like it's, the Celtics have seen it twice. They have guys who made two leaps this year from the last season into this year and then again during the year. Tatum did it in the middle of the year around the All-Star break where he made that leap just mid-season into a different guy. Jalen did it entering the year, and then he did it again entering the bubble, you know? So it's almost like, because you're right, it's a whole offseason. Think about that. You come back late. How many guys come back and they are a totally different player than they were the last time you saw them a few months prior? You could be seeing that with Rob Williams, who might essentially be a year further along in his development than uh, he was when last we saw him. And would it be totally surprising if this season went off Normally, we came back next year, and this is the first guy we saw in November. No, it'd yeah. be like, ah, this looks good. And right. so that, that could be what's happening here. 
Yeah. It says a lot about this team, like their character and like these, these players work right. ethics. Like John, I mean, you, re- you remember Vin Baker. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine, can you imagine Vin Baker coming back from, from a three month mid season break or no, or this Mark, is Mark no, sadly I mean, Vin, ba- Vin Baker needed more coffee, more coffee. And uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah people, and Jameson people- in the coffee. People talk about the matchups. I, we've gone crazy yeah. about, oh, we got the worst eight teams out of here, and that's why this play has been so amazing. But it feels like 80%, maybe 85% of the league came back, ready to roll, in better shape than ever before because they hadn't been playing games. And yeah. at a new level in terms of skill, too, even though guys didn't have baskets, like a Hayward, like he looks like the best version of himself coming out here skill-wise. Uh, yeah. Should we talk? <laughs> we, I mean, Gordon Hayward needs uh, – I'm sure he has a great family. He loves his family, but he needs to play the rest of his career like in isolation from his family. This is the best. This is the best Gordon Hayward like we've seen. We figured it out. Oh my lord! We figured it out. Maybe it wasn't the injury. Maybe it was sorry, Robin. Yeah, busy being a dad. You know, off the court. I was saying, imagine, imagine fall of eighteen, seeing the dunk he had today. Your wife never thought we were going to see that again for a week, and you're just, you know, just living your best (laughs) life. You know, like he's he's on six at night. That's fine. I'm growing it. I don't care. I'm doing it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The mustache, the video games, and basketball. Like this dude's living back in, uh, you know, high school again or college. Can yeah. you explain the nickname? Was the nickname a reference or something, John? I saw you tweeting so, about that. Okay, so Stash Gordon, this is the controversy of the night, and I'm sure it's going to be investigated, <laughs> but it's Flash Gordon, okay? Flash oh, Flash right. That's the reference, okay? Um, and so it's an old school thing. Even Mike was like, wow, Scal, I didn't think, but it's a cool, <laughs> it's a cool reference and a great Tom nickname. Gordon. And I'm honestly, as a person who does this for a living, I'm really mad I didn't come up with it myself. Um, yeah. So part of it is jealousy. The second is I don't think Scal did it. I think he poached it. I think this. <laughs> I think this could be Max. Uh, this could be Ooh. somebody in the newsroom. Because uh, I don't there. think Scal knows who Flash Gordon. I don't is. know. <laughs> like he wasn't. I don't. Flash Gordon was before Scal's time. I know, but still, it's a cool pop culture reference, albeit right. an old one. And <laughs> I like I, it. We might have to and, tap in the max and see what's going on. And there. so I am dubious. I am wondering whether he came up with that on the fly because <laughs> Gorman was like, "Did you did you get that? Was that your own?" And he's like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> he saw it on Twitter somewhere. That's a that's a Somebody. weird Celtics tweet tweet. That's, that's him sure. co opting. That's him co opting Time Lord, not fully <laughs> understanding that reference too. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somewhere, some, some, somebody put Stash Gordon in a tweet, and, and I think he plucked it. Every yeah. level, too. The broadcast booth's gotten a little bit better as this has gone along, because you know they we got get... yelling at them in yeah. Zoom. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. One of the early things I noticed with that though is they're not there, so they don't hear the whistle. So like the first game or two, like yeah. they were missing foul calls, like it was real sloppy. And now they're they're coming along a little bit. It's 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 not easy. You can tell you're you're because you you're, you, you got to trust what you see, and yeah, it's uh, good for them. Uh, let's get into you know let's let's hit it and quit it real quick. Uh, we didn't talk about Tatum. Um, again, we have to. This was we gave cool. him a lot of crap yeah. after game one. Yeah. And, you know, but what we said was we just want to see it. And, you know, we're seeing it. And, and like, you had a couple. Jason Tatum. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This wasn't just the tonight. But, like, this is what you'd want to see because he's not going to play Thursday. This is the game you want to see him. And same with Kemba. Kemba had a really good shooting night. You want to see this going into the playoffs. So, I think, you know, everyone has to be happy with what they what they saw out of out of Tatum for sure. This This whole overall, the whole stretch. Yeah. This Tatum was, got he's got a little more responsibility on the ball. I thought he had a few rough turnovers in this one. I think he finished with five, but overall 
great. He's recovered. I was one of the ones worried after that first game, seeing him with the finishes and all that stuff. But um, he, he's been great ever since probably that Miami-Portland stretch there. Um, mm-hmm. So this six was, out of seven. This was, he can play golf tomorrow. We'll let yeah, him. Yeah. Fine. This was effortless, though. I yeah. mean, this was easy. I mean, this is, the, this is one of those nights, if they wanted to, uh, and, 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 and they pushed it, he could have hit 60. I mean, he, he could not miss. It wasn't, he wasn't even touching the rim. He's I mean, pu- it was, he's pushing 50% from three now in the bubble. Yeah, he was, wow. he could not miss tonight. If they fed him, if he took 25 shots tonight, he could have scored 50, 50 plus he was, or if they needed it, mm-hmm. um, yeah, ridiculously good. So again, you, that's who you want. You need the assassin Tatum there. Um, and we've seen it exactly where we've needed him. You saw him as a closer in a game where he didn't have an awesome shooting night, but he got you the buckets late. You see a night like this where when this is going, they can't lose games when he's playing right. like this. You know, it's, uh, it's efficient. They're Just... impossible to stop. Right. Since and, that Bucks game, hit 25 points a game, over 50 from the field, pushing yeah. 50 from three. That's just, that's great. Yeah. yeah. And the Celtics have bought in like crazy. They had another 29, 29 assist night. They're averaging close to 30 assists the last four or five games here, which is crazy. You know, we talk mm-hmm. about the ball movement, but they've been – they've just been going nuts with that uh, the last few games. Uh, even in one of the post-games, they, uh, Kemba was just saying on the uh, post-game uh, press conference down in Orlando that uh, they're, too, they're too unselfish at times. You know, I think actually Kemba's the one who gets hurt the <laughs> most with that, you know, because he's not doing his little ISO, I'm going to dribble it out and find my right. shot thing, you know. Uh, and when it finds its way into other people, you know, oftentimes it gets swung to somebody who's open or Tatum who will recognize that I'm going to just beat my guy here. But sure. I, I think it's at the at the expense of some of Kemba's uh, Kemba's shots. Yeah, you're not getting like hero Kemba like you did in Charlotte. And there's countless highlights of him taking on that role in Charlotte. And I mean, nothing wrong with that because he he's been known to hit a lot of those shots. Tonight you saw you saw flashes of it. I mean, he he. He had that really nice step back there. I think it was in the fourth quarter. Um, that kind of, I, I, you know, I think the game was up, was pretty far to reach at that point. But it was just a really nice, like he drove yeah. to the hoop. Ste- yeah, step forward, Grab, back step, and, like, bang. I'm looking at the this knee, much like, separation. Like, yeah, don't explode, don't explode, and yeah. you know, and Drano. So, um, you know, he looks like, I mean, from where he was at the start of, you know, didn't even play in the first game, right? And, and yeah. you know, no, where he is now. What? I was going to say, he was out there in that first he game. He was, but it was yeah. that. I meant, sorry, I meant the preseason. Oh, all right, yep. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, from, from that, you know, very beginning to where he is now, where you're counting on 30 minutes and, you know, Kemba, you know, Kemba looking like Kemba. I mean, really, this team is is really in a great spot, you know, going into the playoffs here. Yeah, it was 28 minutes, totally ho-hum. You know, he could have easily played 30 to 35 if they sure. needed it tonight. He could have probably scored another 10, 12 points. I, I'm glad you Kemba bring up the – that's the thing is like uh, you know you'd feel worse if you if, J- if Jason was limited or Jalen or somebody but Kemba's that guy who you think you can actually get away with thirty for him because uh, mm-hmm. you can bring in smart and you can run your offense through him and play with all of your wings and you're not you're you're okay because you're not going to run into that it's not that when Kyrie was off the, off the floor nobody could nobody knew what to do with the ball and nobody could score you know it's. Right. You have now Tatum. You have other people who the offense can run through them. So I think you can get away with Kemba even at 32 minutes a game and not be like, ah, this doesn't feel like enough. You know, I don't think he needs to be out there 38, 39, 40 minutes. We haven't got to no, see him. 40, yet. No. I'm, I'm interested in seeing him when they get down in a game big and he's able to play that fourth quarter because it was a situation against Miami 
Uh, Portland to some degree, too, when they were in trouble late in that game. That's when he was on that minutes restriction. He couldn't play those big minutes. Um, mm-hmm. But I think of a game like the Bucks earlier in the year when he had 40. They're way down in that game. He plays big minutes into the later stretches and gets them back into it. I'm glad you bring up that old Charlotte explosive Kemba, Jimmy, because we haven't seen him a ton in Boston, but I think it's still there. He can just read these situations right. and react accordingly. Yep. Um, before yeah. we, before we move, Jimmy, any final thoughts? I got one more thing on this game before we move to Philly. Anything for you on this, on this specific game? No, I got, I got one I thing. Okay. Yeah, go. So we talked about this, um, I think heading into the game a little bit, but, uh, it's hard not to see it. Cause we've talked about how Grant Williams, um, you know, minutes have been, uh, you know, he reduced, he's not super effective. We can't figure out if he's a three or a four or where to play him. And then you see, you know, the Brandon Clark, uh, Thing. Again, Brandon Clark's not setting the world on fire. He's not going to make a million all-star games. But I'm always going to – that one. That one's always going to be a head-scratcher for me. And, you know, you never want to second-guess a draft one year into a situation right. where it's not so clear-cut. I just – I didn't understand it then. I still don't understand it now. I, I, I think from what the Celtics were looking for, energy, athleticism, transition, somebody who will grab boards, it just seems like Clark – superficially fit that mold and was a good kid and they went with Williams and I, I, you know, it's, I, you know, it, it irks me a little. It irks me. Yeah. Bob, what do you, I mean, I was thinking about him at that 14th spot then too, because he fell, like he was way down at 21st. I I couldn't believe it. You were like, oh, great. That's a guy you would have taken there, you know? Yeah, and then you get the two stabs to take him, right? So (sighs) he fit a position of need. I know Danny never drafts the need. It's always like the best prospect available. But right here when these two are head-to-head as they were, um, it was an interesting discussion. I know they love Grant, and Grant's had a good year. Like you look at this year on a whole for a rookie and how much he's contributed. I think it's good for a guy deep in the draft. But Clark, like he almost fills that Marcus Morris hole that they, you know, left off the bench when he departed. A guy who can score a little bit, has size, can defend on the wings, really just fits everything they're looking for there. And now yeah, you Grant, switchable. Like, you know, he he he's, he can play in that switchable yeah. sort of offense. He could play the five in a small ball offensive. Uh, is said if you needed to. I think it, it, it fits so much of what they do. Yeah, yeah, and he was phenomenal in college too. Like, this yeah. is an easy guy to miss. I can't figure out Danny Ainge's like what's important to Danny Ainge sometimes. I mean, maybe maybe Grant crushed. Maybe they had a you know some sort of interview and he absolutely yeah. crushed it. You know, he's a personable guy. He's a smart kid. He's, he probably has a high basketball IQ, but. You don't. He you don't really ever, he's brilliant. I mean, he said you don't get a, the yeah. you don't get the impression that he's ever gonna have the ability to you know take over a game or be like the you know one of the stars of the team. He seems like he's going to be like a role player on a good team, which is what these Celtics are. So yeah, I mean, maybe there is a good role for him on a team like this. Remember, <laughs> but the upside doesn't feel like he feels like a second round talent. If you couldn't get Grant Williams, you could get a Grant Williams type. It feels like I'll say this, second John, round, less athletic without a position. All the intangibles. If he could, if he had a better outside shot, or like, we're not even talking about him. Yeah, I mean, it feels like like he's almost kind of like big baby without like the without the range. Almost. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it was interesting, John. They did they hit this on the time. It feels like forever ago now, but they were looking for the good guys, right? They were talking about that yes. a lot on that and day. He, and he fits and, that because yeah, great. and all four of those guys did end up fitting that to a T. I think they've all helped in that regard. Now, again, that's not Where why nice they have. Where do nice guys finish? Where do nice guys finish, Bobby? <laughs> well, you know, that's Cantor too. That's like like they've done the chemistry thing largest year, and that's not why they're third in the East. Like that's. Tatum, that's Kemba, that's Brown, all that. But mm-hmm. I'm sure it didn't hurt having yeah. a good room. And they definitely have a good room. 
Yeah. No. And again, he's not. We're not talking, you know, bust or, or anything. No. It's just, yeah. it, it, like I said, it's it's no. The one, one that irks me still is Romeo. Like, but they, they wanted Hero, and 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 they missed. And for them, I mean, from everything I've heard, it was Hero was in that upper tier where they were like, if we get that guy, we're thrilled. And yeah. then the next, then they might as well have been picking ten picks later because everybody was the same, you know. So like, I, there was a big drop in their board from the guy who went right before Romeo to Romeo. Right. And, and that, that was a real devastating one. At least the way they saw it, they wanted him bad, didn't get him. And then I think, like I said, the next 10, 15 guys were the same guy. Well, they taken lots of second guesses from last year. I mean, maybe if you trade a guy like Roger last year, all of a sudden you drop that extra spot. Like we came out of last year pretty good. The Celtics that is, but there's still a lot of lingering effects of the damage that last year did on this team. And part of it was, you know, you're picking much later because they were actually a pretty good team last year, even though they mm-hmm. stunk. I, I mean, look, we are now a game away from the end of the regular season and considering the vibe around this team, uh, after Kyrie oh, left and, and after Horford so kicked, him, kicked him in the whatever, you know, and then a, a, a draft that wasn't super great, you know, it, with no true stars. Yeah. And you were, Kemba was the consolation prize. Kemba and Cantor, we were like, oh my God, you know, like well, Kemba was huge. That he was, was what I'm saying is we brought, you brought Kemba and Cantor yeah. to replace Horford and Kyrie. And you're like, uh, you know, it was people, a tough people, sell. Every, everyone are, Everyone was saying this is a, 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 a bridge below. here. A bridge yeah, exactly. Here. Yeah. This is not going to be talent wise. You know, everyone was freaking out about Al Horford leaving yeah. and there was nobody to fill that void. And I mean, if you go ask everybody else now, like they would do no. it, they would, obviously would do it all over, you know, do uh, it. All yeah. in all, it feels like they have a legit chance to make the finals now. And that wasn't on anyone's radar going in. No, no. not at all. And again, it's, uh, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, it's a totally different vibe around yeah. the team. They're going to finish with almost exactly the same record um, year over year, so nothing was lost there. Um, and it just feels like it's a you know altogether all better. Uh, let's move on. We know where we know where we are now. I think the scenario is there's two games to play for Philly and Indiana, yep. and you need Philly needs to uh, win. Both, Philly needs to win both, Indy and needs both. Indy needs to lose both. So we're. The Celtics are pretty much locked in here. Now we've talked about it because I mean they've been on a collision course this whole time, and it looks like it's staying there. Uh, I, I this is definitely the Miami's out now, so Indiana's still possible. Miami's not possible. Right. Now, this is definitely the matchup you want here. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Jimmy, why don't you, Jimmy? What do you sure. think? Sure. I mean, it it is because Simmons is out, right? So that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> I mean, I I hate I hate when when you know great players you know get hurt. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're on the Lakers, the Sixers, you know, you, you want it, you want your best to go up there to go up against their best. That being said, if Simmons was playing, it would still be a great match. You know, it'd still be a fun, great matchup. I'd still have the Celtics winning it, but obviously with Simmons out there, the Sixers are super talented. Now they get to experiment, not experiment, but they get to throw Al Horford in there at, at the you know point forward position. And I think that Al Horford is going to, you know, be a lot more effective for them uh, in that role than the role that he was in. Uh, coming off the bench, clearly, because he, you know, never seemed to take to that role with them. So I'm interested to see sort of like the young grasshopper, Jason Tatum, going up against Al Horford in a lot of situations out there or, you know, whatever young player you want to put up against Al. But, um, you know, it's it's going to be a fun a fun matchup. Embiid seems like a guy that they can get under his skin and they have gotten under his skin. Um, so I expect that, to, you know, I expect them to poke him a little bit. Uh, and just see where see where it goes, but you know I, I like the Celtics in the series. I'm gonna see some of our uh, some of our chat here. We've got um, Rob Williams is our next Bill Russell. There we go. 
Okay. I mean, you need, my, I my, we got this. Grant Williams is like a Brandon Bass type. I'd be happy with that. Bass could shoot, man. Bass could shoot, though. Yeah. He could. Yeah, and he and and he had he was way more athletic. He was, you know, he was ripped. Grant yeah. Shaw could come. Grant Williams will be good, says Drew. Okay, so give him yeah. a few years. We don't we're, think he'll we're, be bad. We're not saying he's, you know. No, I, I, think, I think the tough thing for Grant is that he was part of the rotation firmly in March, and now it doesn't feel like he's in it at all. So that yeah. was a tough regression to take. Yeah. But, I mean, you get Rob out of it, so nice trade-off. Yeah. Um, so that's some of the things. A lot of Grant talk. Huh? A lot of Grant. Some Grant defenders here. Grant no, he's a, he's a great defender. Like, all in all, for a rookie year, he was excellent. Like, there's not a lot to smear at there. I still look yeah. at the Romeo one and feel worse about that. But yeah, yeah. Um, I want to make a complete date, man. Cantor. That so we've got somebody here that thinks Cantor's that Williams, not out. That thinks Williams has supplanted Cantor in the eight man. No, Cantor's uh, in, especially for Philly. Yeah, and again, Ainge, brilliant for matching that Horford cunt. This is Jordan Davis. Not matching the Horford contract. We talked about that. I don't know if it was brilliant. I think I think Danny shoved all his chips in the middle on that one and did everything yeah. he could to get him. Yeah, he, he, they almost pulled a Mark Cuban and friggin' went to kidnap him and throw him in yeah. a room. You know, to and you know what? Like, to Ainge, not sign that deal, and it's, I think it just it just worked out that way. I think even Ainge would admit he would have re-signed Irving too if he was willing to come back. Like this, it's it's that thing we talked yeah. about, John, where the things that don't happen end up leading to the best outcomes. Right. Yep. Right. I mean, it, I, I think Al Horford had a deal in place with Philly before, you know, like he was set on, you know, he was leaving Boston. It felt like, you know, he, he didn't like what he saw. He didn't like the direction the team was going. He knew Kyrie was out. He didn't want to be a part of what he probably thought was going to be, you know, a few years of just, you know, average at best basketball. Um, yeah. You know, he was he was wrong, but he, he cashed in and, you know, I'll, you know. Whatever. Yeah, and I believe there's a lot to it. I believe there was the whole, you know, tired of playing the five, didn't want to bang anymore, sure. you know. Uh, you know, great. AG he was, hated money. Yeah, he was the MB, you know, kind of kryptonite or, you know, the good matchup there. But that's – he just didn't want to do it. Right. I'm going to take the easy ride. I'm going to play out – can I camp out here at the three-point land? I'm going to take yeah. money, and I'm going to frigging – I'm going to call it a day. And he got $130 million too, which – And the Sixers whew. have a talented roster. They just have had trouble – putting it all together, getting along, staying healthy. I isn't it the best? Again. Yeah. Isn't it yeah. great? <laughs> <laughs> so my thought was Philly. Are they, are they, the, are they, so my question, objectively, They're, if you ask the world, who's, who do you want to, who do you root harder against Philly or the Celtics? I think, I mean, Boston teams in general, because Boston's obnoxious and wins everything, sure. but this Philly team is easier to hate, right? Oh, especially because definitely, definitely. they have, I don't potential. think the Celtics, players are that hateable no they're I mean, really likable they're actually. pretty likable yeah like, there's no drama like they're they're smart you know they're personable they're you know yeah. they're they're they seem like you know good dudes off the court and and they're good and they're fun they're fun to watch so the sixers every time you hear about the sixers it's crying about something whether it's Embiid, simmons you know well you know dating some you know this model or whoever and it's not always. It doesn't seem like it's ever about basketball. We it saw reminds a lot, me of those. We saw a lot of it last year, Jimmy. It reminds yeah. me of those Wizards teams um, yeah. from the years that they were always talking right. themselves up and never had the results there, and then they ended up losing Isaiah and company. Yeah. Um, it's just always talk rather than results, especially from the head coaching spot. And I don't think Brown's terrible, but I they always have. Yeah. They always have something solved. Like every time it's just like the smirk and like we figured it out. And you can't blame them for the injury there to Simmons. Like that's a devastating blow to a team. That's tough. 
one they can't get around. Um, But, you know, they had the ability to be an all-time defensive team this year with the personnel that they had. And instead they ended up being poor. Like, that's a reason to hate them. And, like, you know, the whole Embiid thing still. I think this is still a series that could fire up the Celtics from that perspective. I can't tell if Embiid is likable or hateable. Because I I find it's a little of both. He he amuses me, and I like that he's honest with with so many things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's fun. He's really fun to watch. He's yeah. one of the best players to watch in person if you get the opportunity. But personality, and, and he's personable. He's funny on Twitter, all that stuff. But all he's, it, only, yeah. he's, he's got the Draymond Green factor. Like you just like he makes you want to like yeah. you know like make your skin crawl sometimes. Like, yeah. but that's part of yeah. being Green's you know a, a superstar, right? Yeah, kind of like part of the deal. So he, I'm sure he embraces it, and it just is, is what it is. See, the fearful part of me inside is like, all right, this is a team that there's not a lot of film out there on. Um, all of a sudden, they're going to be playing these completely different lineups without Simmons. Maybe that smacks the Celtics and they're unprepared and they, maybe they even get a little overconfident coming into this one with that injury. Yeah. But honestly, I look at the personnel and I know they didn't play a lot of people today, but, you know, thigh bulls are right. Like, you know, the dumb yeah. bricks, shake. It's not great. Like it, not there's just yeah. a talent gap there between They're the fine. Celtics and yeah. them. Yeah, this is again. You know, you got to play someone, uh, and you know anybody in that top six. You know, if the Celtics didn't get to that two seed, you knew they'd be playing a quality opponent. So you I know, might take the Celtics in five again. Yeah, so just it's like possible. the other year. Yeah, but you knew you knew if they're locked into the three, they were getting a quality first round opponent. And right now, between those teams, it looks like Philly's kind of a wounded wounded animal here. So um, that's it, guys. We're gonna wrap it up. We've got one more a noon start. Are we really gonna do this? <laughs> no, we'll all, of you guys, all of you guys bowed out already. <laughs> yeah. We're we're also going to the uh, depth of the roster. It might just be Bobby staring straight into the camera <laughs> talking about rotations. Yeah. We, we just this is going to be a taco fall highlight reel is what we're going to do. We're yeah. just going to illegally blast footage out, out there of taco fall. Yeah. Um, but that's it. We got one and then it's playoff time. Uh, the Bruins are going to be playing in the playoffs. Anybody here who's watching also a hockey fan, we're going to have a lot of Bruins coverage uh, as well later on tonight. Yeah. We might even do this um, as well. So uh, stick around for that right now. You've got, I mean, Bruins again, are going to be on late tonight because the, the game before them went into triple is in, overtime. It's fourth overtime. Oh, oh it's in fourth. Are they doing? Overtime? Are they doing the college thing where you got to wait to get on the ice? Or overtime? Yeah, well, that that ice is going to be absolute trash. Oh my right? god! Oh, but imagine boy. that. Like, hey, take a few months off, play a couple scrimmages, and then your first real game, play, 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 play two and a half games. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. my goodness gracious! So, but then the Bruins, but then the yeah. Bruins go out there with. I mean, can't imagine they're going to have all the ice repaired. You know, it's going to be. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be. Ooh, gross. We'll, we'll they're going to be playing that. at midnight. We'll let those guys talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll have more coverage on CLNS for Bobby Manning, Jimmy Toscano. Uh, we will see you guys on Friday. <laughs>